crunchy hippies and their bunk drugs and you didn't listen to me and now you've thrown all your money away wasn't that a mother goose tale well maria and i got enough for two of us you the little piggy who built his house with bunk drugs gets to enjoy the rest of the trip sober we'll see gotta get you buddy whatever sheep is is the Carefree Black Nerd review of Sci-Fi, Rick Remender, Wes Craig's, and Image Comics hit graphic novel series, Deadly Class. This is episode five. five. <laughs> this is episode five, y'all, and I am going to butcher Saudade. Saudade. Look, y'all already know. S-A-U-D-A-D-E. Uh, yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> so this, and I know I've said it time and time again, I'm going to stop mentioning the comic, but I'm letting you know right up front, trigger warning, uh, spoiler, all that, I'm going to be mentioning the comic. <laughs> now guys, when you're listening to this episode of A Deadly Class Act and any subsequent episodes going forward, please use that hashtag ADCAPod. Make this a conversation. Let me know that you're listening and that you are into the show as well. Um, let's see, sci-fi, I think it's been killing it with this show. Uh, this has been just good for no goddamn reason. Uh, and this episode is one of my favorite few issues of the comic, and this is when the gang goes to Vegas. So, all in all, what happens in this episode, Marcus, well, we're coming off of the last episode where Marcus and Billy had a bit of a conversation, a heated retelling of what happened at Billy's home, where his dad pretty much beat his ass and his mom and I believe his little brother as well 
uh, Billy's like, look, Marcus, we have to kill my dad. And again, going back to what I said a few episodes ago, if not the first episode, the fact that these killings keep happening, but it's at the hands of Marcus and not the other students who are tenured, so to speak. Like, even though Billy is a rat and he was kind of thrown into this life, he isn't the one doing the killing. Like, even his kills, though, I know it's just crazy. What I like about this, what they've done is they've taken a lot of elements from the comics and they've altered them to suit the show and I think it's just damn good. Uh, so continue on. So we come off of Billy having this like passionate scandal style speech about his dad. We come into this episode with Marcus sitting in the police station going crazy, tripping balls. So the, the, the gang, Maria, Willie, Billy, Marcus, and Saya. I don't know whose fucking car... I think I think this is Willie's car, but they uh, hit a road trip to Vegas. They stop off at what's like I guess a Woodstock. No, not even Woodstock because they mention it that this is pretty much some people who are uh, tailgating this concert, a bunch of hippies, and they're trying to score drugs. After that, we move into actual Vegas proper. Some shit go down there, and we end the episode. Like we started at the uh, at the police station. Now, kind of taking it piece by piece, I really enjoyed Willie. I really enjoyed the main five cast. What I like what this show is doing is what Riverdale is not doing. And not to come down on Riverdale hard all the time. But this show is giving me a... They're, tre- they're keeping track of the cast that they have. You have this main five or this core five. But you also have all these gangs and subsequent side characters, and yet you're still moving them around in a way that makes sense. Now, it could be said that because this is based off a comic where the events are already planned out, that it makes it easier to kind of let the the cast breathe and move some things around, but you still have to take what's in the comic, lay it out over a 10-episode series, or season rather, and decide where to start, where to begin, and what to be what episode. So even though this is content that's already out there, I don't think that I'm just going to give Riverdale a pass because of that but this is my Riverdale podcast welcome to Riverdale every Monday on Carefree Black Nerd Podcast um so uh, the the guys and the gals split up they show up at this this uh, Woodstock I'm gonna just say Woodstock because I'm not familiar with uh the hippie culture and following bands and all that so I'm gonna just say Woodstock from here on out so this Woodstock-esque uh uh, conference festival and billy which i was man okay i come to realize that billy is a favorite of mine i thought (sighs) i'm not really basing anything off of the comics as far as who i like and who i don't willie will hands down be my default fave at all times because i'm rooting for everybody black but billy is really he's not annoying he's not aggravating and i do like his character but the first couple episodes I thought that, okay, he's just going to be this guy that, you know, I I could take him or leave him. But the way that they're exploring his backstory and kind of retconning some stuff and, and, and flushing him out makes me like him. He's like the breakout fave for me. Um, really, I, I like that character that's like the um, the person who holds the hand of the entry character. So like, uh, uh, it was a Janice. Yeah, in uh, Mean Girls and Billy had served that same purpose here in Deadly Class. But just, 
uh, he's always so positive and so sarcastic. And then even him and Petra, like, that was pretty generic teenage angst stuff. So I'm okay with it. But just seeing him get a win, and by win, I'm referring to him and Willie and Marcus walking around and Billy making eye contact with this chick, this blonde chick who's, like, playing a guitar on a bus. And we find out later that she gave him some head. And I was like, okay, Billy, you you deserve this. You deserve a win. Now, I don't know if that head going to come back to bite him in the ass later on. But as of now, he's been taking some L's emotionally and physically. And I'm happy that he got he got that. <laughs> We're rooting for you, Billy. Um, now, what else? So, Saya's like, oh, yeah, give me your money. I'm going to get some drugs. And you guys don't know. If a hippie's gonna give you some bunk drugs and this and that, I'm like, Sire, you pretty, uh, I don't know, controlling. Like, we get the whole, you gotta watch over Marcus and keep him close, so, cause he's your, uh, pledge or whatever. But something, what she did say, you know, I'm part of Yakuza and I've been running, was it a casino? Back before I was in the third grade or something. It, that's, that's cool, but again, Sire, cool it. Like, we ain't in the Yakuza. We are on our way to Vegas. These are hippies. You ain't got... We just killed your cousin. So, like, all that, whatever. Uh, so, her and Maria, again, I like Saya and Maria. This Asian woman and this Latina woman and their besties or they have this relationship that I don't think we normally get to see. So, I enjoy that. Uh, they go off snorting coke in the bathroom other thing i like about this show is that they're presenting drug use as recreational drug use but this is like it doesn't take away from the characters they still are who they are they're still kids and it's just the drug of the time if someone writes a period piece of the time that we're in now you'll get teenagers doing doing weed doing the marijuana's no <laughs> smoking weed and popping pills and though that is you know you want to demonize drug use it just is what it is it's the truth of the matter people do drugs so i do like the way that they're handling this drug use and i'm not even getting to the the big drug use yet but just this recreational let's get these drugs let's snort this coke what other thing that i do like is that willie is like Nah, I'm not doing this shit. So Willie is very much against doing drugs, and that they didn't make it this whole race thing. Like, oh, the black kid is the one who doesn't do the drugs. Look, and we inverted the stereotype. It was just like, no, nigga, this ain't what I do. That added on top of us knowing he's a pacifist and knowing all the shit he's been through. It's like, to me, that's on brand. It makes sense that he would not do drugs, especially for someone who's holding on to an image and a facade so tightly having not having control of yourself or your faculties or uh your your mental state would be very uh kind of terrifying because you don't know if you're going to slip up and say or do something that's going to uh kind of give people a peek behind the curtain to see that you ain't this badass motherfucker you've been saying you is so i i just i enjoy it i enjoy it um we got a cameo from Ice-T, just in case I forget that later on. It's when we were in a casino. Uh, he was on a slot machine <laughs> and talking to Marcus, which I saw his name in the credits when I was watching when the show first began. I was like, what the fuck is Ice-T? Who is he going to play? But it was a, a great cameo. Kudos. They, this, they did it with this show. Uh, so Marcus, while he's with Willie, buys some drugs from this hippie. He don't feel nothing. What is it? I am the... What did he say? Not angel dust. What is he? I am the something king. 
Dang, I forget. Uh, but, damn it, I don't know. But, so he's not tripping out. So then him and Willie meet up with Saya and uh, Maria after they snorted their coke in, I guess, a tent or a lounge. And the same hippie comes by, tries to sell them drugs. <laughs> Michael's like, get the fuck away from here, hippie, with your bunk-ass drugs. So what happens is the guy, uh, the guy, the guy, the hippie, gives them a sample, which I wonder, because I'm not, I'm not a drug user, I don't know, I wonder if people still do that, like if, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, dealers, or would there even be a reason to now with weed being legalized, like, pretty much everywhere, or in so many places, rather, um, what I'm referring to is the guy giving them a sample, it was 10 hits of some drug, I don't know what it is, acid, acid, that's what it was, he said, I'm the acid king, so, Saya Maria rip off a one little piece of acid, which is probably honestly half the size of a Tic Tac or maybe a full Tic Tac just flattened out. So they take it or whatever. Willie's like, I ain't taking that shit. And Saya, <laughs> I believe it was Saya, says something to him and makes him open his mouth. Then she shoves the, the, the acid on his tongue and holds his mouth so he has to swallow, which that was cute. I mean, it was... It'd be problematic, but it was cute. Uh, <laughs> and then Marcus silly ass takes the remaining seven, stuffs them in his mouth and swallows them. And is like, ah, oh, fuck this shit, you know. And so everybody is looking at him like, nigga, I don't, I don't know if you wanted to do that. Uh, the hippie who sold him the drugs is like, all right, man, good luck. He's like, oh well, it's probably bunk anyways, bruh. Not bunk, not bunk at all. So what I like again, my favorite parts about this episode is that. One, the kids are all high, like the entire time. But this is the acid trip episode where when they, in the comic, Marcus is going through hell. Like it is kaleidoscope dreams, Doctor Strange landscape, Technicolor rainbow jacket, David and, the, and all that good shit. And it's they, the way that it is uh, delivered to us in live action I think it's really good. It's they did a good job. They used a lot of different mediums. At one point, the guys were cartoon version. Uh, Marcus was the cartoon, the West Craig style comic cartoon. Uh, at one point, they all looked like Funko Pops riding in the car. Uh, it's just it was a really trippy. I liked it. I really liked it, and I think this is probably one of the bet now one of the best episodes and just technically maybe not story-wise but technically because i think a lot happens but not as much as what happens in other episodes but oh my god seeing him marcus kind of freaking the fuck out was just dope as hell uh so then we get to the hotel room and just getting marcus from the car into the hotel room it was just whoever works on the graphics on the costume on the edits and they I know this had to be a fun episode. It probably was time consuming or maybe a bit stressful, but it looked like it was just a lot of fun. And I just, oh man, this is, I don't know y'all. Like, of course, this is one of my favorite books, so I'm biased, but this being my favorite aside, like just this set of um, scenes, I think that if you're interested in writing and, and acting and just entertain, entertainment, just um, film at all, editing any of that costume i think this is a good series of scenes or a good episode to watch because it's just so cool um so we get into the hotel room and there is a lapse of time so we're going from the present with the kids 
in Vegas to, well, the present, which is Marcus in the police station, to the past, which is treated as present, with the kids getting to Vegas. All in all, Marcus is high as hell. He's going through things. It's uh, it's just, you got to watch this episode. So, uh, we come to Billy and Marcus being the only ones in the room. Saya, Maria, and Willie are off doing something else. I think they were at the casino or getting food or drugs or something. So, Marcus is still tripping. And he has a moment, this was just a very quick line, where Billy's like, just kind of talking to himself, pacing, and Marcus says something, he's like, man, you asked me that like six times already, and Marcus very innocently is like, are you mad at me? And it was such a, ah, such a childish moment, and I don't mean childish in a negative way, it was, I think, a testament to the kids and the way that they're acting, and also that these are actual children, I mean, they're young adults, who are playing these roles and they're not 30 something year old or 29 year old people outside of Chico with his old ass. They're not 29, 30 year old adults playing these high school students. These are kids and it really came through in this episode for sure. I really, I'm a fan. Uh, so, but Billy's response, he was like, oh no, man, I'm, I'm just nervous because he's going to kill his dad. There's another moment that I'll speak about in a second. So, uh, Billy it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Are you with me? So Marcus is clearly too high to help him kill his dad. So Billy just leaves. He goes into the next room because dad is standing in the next room. And Billy said earlier that pretty much they're killing his dad because the mob sent Billy to King's Dominion to pay off a debt that his dad made. His dad is too far in debt. If they get to kill his dad, they're going to send his little brother to King's Dominion. And who knows what they'll do to his mom. So, though this is, let me keep my little brother safe. It's also like, this is a kill that serves the greater good. If we don't kill this man and get rid of him altogether and let my debt be the only debt being paid, being at King's Dominion, I could lose my family. Everything could go horribly wrong and that's they did a good job at establishing those stakes so it wasn't just oh i'm killing this man for the hell of killing him or just because he hit me which is still a good enough reason to go after that motherfucker but they oh man it's such a good show so uh marcus kind of comes he's still high but he comes down a bit which and he hears all this thumping and he goes slowly out the room next door and sees Billy and his dad fighting. And we finally see Billy's father's face. We didn't see it in the last episode. And very comic accurate. You have Billy behind his dad with, I think, a chain or a rope around his neck. While dad is pulling on the rope trying to get Billy off of him. He's trying to choke the shit out of him. And they're throwing around a lot of slurs. A lot of homophobic slurs. And i'm not it's nothing that i it is offensive just in the sense of it there are slurs but it's very period appropriate like you wouldn't um do a period piece and not include the slang and terminology and the common phrases that were used so and i don't think this was overboard it's not like it was a quentin tarantino film where nigga is being said every 15 seconds from beginning to end this was sparingly and it was in a way that made sense um, I'm not saying that everyone would be okay with the um, with the with the words that were being used, and I'm not asking for you to be so. Because if it is offensive, then I, you know, by all means, you are um, have the right to feel the way you feel. It's just for me, it just wasn't. It made sense, and I was okay with the story because where 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 it related to the story. Um, another thing is 
Marcus came in and tried to help fight, which, oh my God, Marcus keeps coming to the fucking rescue. With Saya and her cousin, he came to the rescue. With Willie killing that homeless man in the beginning, he came to the rescue. With Maria, he tried to come to the rescue, but ended up <laughs> creating an arch nemesis in um, Chico. But even with that, he still was, Marcus is the MVP. That's who you want on your team. He is ride or die. I'm finna help you the fuck out. Now, within all of this, <laughs> Billy's dad says some homophobic slur to uh, Billy. And then when he's fighting with Marcus, he's like, oh, are you his boyfriend? It's like, man, you in the middle. I mean, I get throwing insults, but you are in the middle of trying to fight for your life. Though you do have a, hand, a leg up on these kids, they getting with your ass. And if it's two of them, you don't know how many more coming. You need to get rid of these motherfuckers. <laughs> So we go back to Marcus and the police station, and Master Lin is there. He's like, oh, my God, how did Master Lin find out? What is he doing here? This and that. Just the whole time, he's all in his head. And we find out later on that Master Lin isn't even here. This is all in the drugs in Marcus's head. I want to say this episode, at least the meat of it, probably occurs within, I would say maybe four hours like them showing up at the festival and then getting into Las Vegas and like the sun going down. I say, for, well, with Marcus and time being kind of skewed and also them being at a casino where there are no windows and there are no clocks, I still say about four or five hours. So <laughs> pretty much Billy's dad knocks him to the ground. I think he's choking Marcus in some kind of way Marcus kicks him away he stumbles off of Billy and hits his head on an end table and is dead this show loves them some blood man they love blood well this is another moment that is really genuine where I felt like the actors did a damn good job and it just made them feel like they were kids Billy is on his hands and knees he gets up and he kind of crawls over to his dad Billy cries and he doesn't oh my god cry. no he yells out a like a little kid like if you spank a little kid or they fall on the ground or they hurt themselves that that moment of silence that you get that pause you get right before they start belting out tears that's exactly what Billy did and he did a damn good job like this wasn't as emotional for me as his monologue from the end of last episode, but it was right up there. Um, I don't even want to imitate. It was like, uh, it was like that, but it was very, ah, very childlike. And oh man, it was so, it cut me because I'm like, oh, this motherfucker, like, yeah, he's a bad person and he's evil, but this is your dad. And uh, a little bit before that, Billy was talking to Marcus and he was like, you know, he wasn't always bad. You know, he was a good person, but the shitty person just won over. And, you know, he he's at peace now or some shit. Pretty much, he wasn't always a terrible person, but he is now. And I understand that we got to get rid of him, but shit, that's still my dad. And that was such a powerful, like, man, this was, this was good. So... Pretty much, uh, they killed Billy's dad, and <laughs> that's that. 
So we find out that Marcus is given um, one option because he won. That's the thing. Marcus was high, walking through the casino, played a game. I think it was the game Ice T told him to play, and he like hit the jackpot. As he hit the jackpot, security comes over, snatches his ass up, and that's how he ends up in the police station, which is the police station within the casino, not the police station proper. Well, Marcus is he the guy the guy the police officer says you got a few choices i can kick your ass or you can get the fuck out of here and leave your fake id and your winnings and mark is like yes i'm gone so he gets up and walks out and that's when we discover that masculine isn't real because the entire time marcus's hands are covered in blood and he's doing his damnedest everything in his power to keep his hands down so that they don't the police officer doesn't see them red well masculine says he wouldn't know your hands are not bloody they're bloody in your mind because of what you did you know y'all being sloppy or whatever and uh marcus realized that masculine isn't there he goes into the elevator to go up to his room and who shows up but motherfucking the fuck the dude with the the burnt face his old roommate from the boys home and the dude is about to kill him. Now, this is another thing that I do like is that the, sh- the show is altering slightly events that have happened in the comic and doing it in a way that makes sense. Because the way this scene happened is not what happened in the book. And I'm not saying to be like, well, actually, but just that the show is doing a damn good job. And there's another scene towards the end that they changed drastically, but still fit the fit with the, uh, the narrative. So what happens is. Marcus is in the, inside his own head. He gets into the elevator. Um, the old roommate gets in after him, but we only see him from behind. And Marcus is like having this existential crisis. Say something. This person's going to think you're rude. What is elevator etiquette? It's just, it's a very good scene. But then he turns around and scares the shit out of Marcus. And this motherfucker scoots over to the corner of the elevator. He's still tripping. He's trying to like get it together. And the guy's pretty much like, I came to kill you to whoop your ass. I bet I'm the last person you thought you would ever see. Marcus made a comment about his face. And he was like, but you know what? I'm going to let you go. And I don't recall clearly, but I think it was just that because Marcus was high. And it was like, this wouldn't be not necessarily fair, but you wouldn't have a fair shot. I believe that's it. Uh, so after that, Marcus gets off the elevator and acts a goddamn fool. Because the homeboy put a knife on him. He's like... I'm going I'm to kill you, you know, uh, no, 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 what happened was the guy was like, no, people, I was going to kill you, but people die every day, um, but I want to get a book deal, get on Donahue, I want to, I want to do it with pizzazz, I want to be famous, so I'm, I think he's going to like kill him later, or kill him in another way, pretty much he wants to, I want to be famous, that's what it is, he wants to be fucking famous, <laughs> so Marcus goes to Maria's door, and he's beating the fuck in her door, he's screaming, like this nigga after me well maria brings him in the room and what happens is she's like no you're still you know you're tripping he's like no i'm not tripping this guy is like oh you're you're high come lay down and they have a moment marcus pulls out her passport which why is her passport just sitting there in the bag but um and she's like you know i gotta get out of here you know how how did you feel how would you feel if you know you were forced into this life and forced into something and you can't get away and whatever. And her and Marcus bond over the shit that they've been through. And Marcus is like, that seems to be the only way I can relate to anyone is through some shared traumatic experience, which is real. And it's not something that I've even really thought about um, because him, he's been homeless. He's been an orphan. He's been 
kind of on his own since he was about six. And the only, like, the the start of you being on your own was the your parents being murdered or being killed rather um and that happened at a young age and that event in itself was very traumatic that you were present for it's not like they were in a car accident while you were home sleep or you know somebody gunned them down when you were at school you saw them die so the start of his like adolescence was him and steeped in trauma so yeah, him and Maria would connect, you know, him and uh, uh, Willie would bond over killing this homeless person like he would. But it's, man, it's, it's good. So what happens is they get the kissing. They bought the fuck pretty much. And lo and behold, Chico kicks in the door because he's been following them since the episode started. We only saw him that one time, though. He pulls out a gun and shoots at them. Marcus gets away. Maria comes with her fan it knocks Chico's gun out of his hand while he's chasing Marcus. Marcus gets away. He's shooting. He's shooting. And very comic accurate, Chico dives at Marcus. They go through a convenience store window. He's kicking his ass. Marcus is like, uh, he's he blacks out, wakes up. Chico's still standing there with the gun. The shop owner, an older white man, pulls out a gun, and he got it at Chico back. He like, hombre, motherfucker, leave. Chico's like, okay. He turns. Do some shit, get the gun from the dude. The dude's scared. Please don't don't shoot me. I wasn't gonna shoot you. I'm like, nah, you was. In the midst of their fight, Marcus slashes Chico's leg open. He run, it's very comic accurate. It really is. And we get to the final scene where Chico <laughs> goes outside after chasing Marcus out of the uh, out of the the convenience store, and he tells him like. Get the fuck out the dumpster, because Marcus hid his silly ass in the dumpster instead of trying to get away. But, I mean, you're cut, you're hurt, you're high, you're still... Like, this ain't your old roommate who's trying to be famous. This is Chico who's trying to kill you. Uh, so, what happens is he's whooping Marcus's ass, and in walks the rest of the crew. Willie, Billy, Saya, excuse me, <coughs> oh, shit, Willie, Billy, Saya, and Maria. And they're yelling at Chico like, man, Chico, leave him the fuck alone. Chico, this 35-year-old man who's at school with these kids, is like, I'm going to beat all y'all ass. Billy tries to kind of talk him down. He punches Billy in the face, stabs him in the stomach, which fucked me up. Again, for someone who read the comic and kind of know what's going on, when Chico stabbed him, I was not ready. Dad fucked me up. I, I jumped back. Uh, what did he do? He also uh, slapped Maria or punched Maria. And then Willie comes up, you know, with the gun. Because, oh, because earlier, Chico whooped Marcus' ass. He dropped the gun. He was like, I'll give you a fighting chance and you can get to that gun. You know, one of us got to die. You like my girl. And Chico is very possessive. He's abusive. He is toxic. He is everything you don't want if you want a healthy relationship. Won't happen. So, Marcus, Willie picks up the gun, pulls it on Chico. He's like, Chico... Back the fuck down, I'll shoot your ass. Dead, I'll kill you. Whoo, so here we go. The truth jumped out. Chico's like, look, I, you might want to shoot me, but I heard some shit. See, what I heard, and this is not verbatim, is that Big Bad Willie don't do shit. I heard that he gets his lackeys to take care of shit because he too much of a pussy or a punk or something to uh, actually get his hands dirty. And 
Willie is trying so hard to hold on to this, but and I, he's so brave, and I don't mean in a sense that because what he's doing in the grand scheme of things is playing a part. But when I say he's so brave, is that you're dealing with this, you you're used to being this this character, and you're trying, you're hoping that your performance is enough to get you and your friends out unscathed. You could have easily left Marcus episodes ago, but you came back because you know, you know, you want to do right by him as a friend. You know that you are able to protect him, and you know he's a good friend, and he can do some shit for you. Like he killed that homeless person for you. But you know that Chico can will probably kill you, and you still are trying your damnedest. Ah man, it's just I love it. This scene is probably my favorite scene. Like this was a good episode, but this end. Ooh, the emotion, the drama. Uh, and then Maria pretty well, okay, So Chico grabs the gun and puts it to his head. Uh, oh, no, before this, I'm sorry. He's talking with Maria. And she's like, you know, you. what are you going to do? Uh, kill everybody that looks at you wrong. Kill everybody who I like or who I look at. You don't own me. You this and that. And that's when he punches the shit out of her. So now Saya holds into a, a, a bloody ass... Uh, uh, Billy and then Maria as well and this is also something subtle that happened where Maria was like nothing happened this one everyone is there she goes like well it looks like he was about to fuck you or y'all about to fuck or or uh, something to that effect and Saya had a look on her face where of course her and Maria are cool besties quote unquote but Saya ain't really trusting Maria especially but my thing is Saya don't Act like you don't like Marcus. You know what I'm saying? Y'all both had this conversation a few times, you and Maria. And, you know, so maybe she beat you to the sex part. But, like, what is... I don't know. It was, it's something there. But we got to put a pin in that for future episodes. Because I know something has to come down. So, Willie has the gun at, at, at uh, Chico. Chico grabs it. He puts it to his head. He's like, shoot me. Shoot me. You know, do, do it. Shoot me. He's screaming at him. Willie can't do it. He snatches the gun from his hand. I knew you were a little bitch. Oh, my God. And Willie has this look where it's not. He's like, people who acted hard, they never got fired. You a liar. And Willie looks. He doesn't look scared, more or less. He looks defeated. Like, not. Um, there was a time where Marcus was the only person who knew I was lying. Now, everybody else knows. And as far as they know. You know, they're all going to end up back at King's Dominion again. So Chico will know now. And so the whole school, it's just, it's this moment where it's like, is he, man, it's Willie, protect Willie at all costs. Well, my favorite part of the whole episode comes when Chico grabs Marcus's head and he's about to kick the shit out of him. And he turns around and get that neck slit open. Maria comes down with her fan. Splits that motherfucking neck. He fought back, struggling to breathe, holding on to his neck, trying to apply pressure. Blood gushing out. He's falling. He's at Willie's feet. Maria's just looking at him. He's looking at her. And it's like she's free. Like she finally did the thing. And this is what, and this is a good move on the part of the show. Because who actually killed Chico in the comic was the roommate, the ex-roommate of Marcus. The guy with the burnt face. 
I do like that they had Maria kill him in the show because I always thought that made more sense. Even when reading the comic, I was like, why wouldn't it be Maria? Like, she has the personal relationship with him. She's the one abused by him. Why not let her take this motherfucker out? Why would you let the other guy? But in the comic, it still kind of made sense because everyone else was at a disadvantage. Um, all that happens, everybody picks themselves up. Chico's laying there bloody on the ground. I want to say Marcus... Or maybe Willie, I think it was Marcus, was saying something about the body. And they were like, you know, we have no, we, we can't do anything. We got to get out of here. Billy's bleeding, you know, whatever. Uh, Marcus said that because Master Lynn always says, you know, get rid of the body. You can't leave evidence. What kind of shit is that? So the guy, the fuck, the, uh, the old roommate comes out of the door, sees Chico's body. And because I've read the comic, I can only assume that he picked up the body and, and took it away. Then we get this sad, very 80s appropriate end of a movie style ride back through the highway from Vegas back to King's Dominion. And Willie's in the backseat. Marcus is in the middle. Maria's on the other end. Sai is driving. And Billy is in the passenger seat. And Marcus is having his little Wonder Years moment. And he lays his head on Maria's shoulder. And uh, Saya looks back through the rearview mirror. She ain't, she's up to some shit. Nah, some shit is about to go down. Um, but they've all been through this traumatic ass experience and I don't know how the show's going to handle it going forward. I'm very interested and I hope that, you know, I, I have, I'm confident that they're going to do things right. Um, we're in the middle of the season because it's only 10 episodes. So these next five episodes, there's a big event that I've been discussing since day one since the first episode and i'm not sure that that's going to be the end of this season i'm thinking that it may be the end of season two uh because this big thing that happens they may now i'll say this much if they do it this season i'll clearly let y'all know on this on the podcast but if they don't i won't i still won't say anything because i know that it's coming and i think that it's something that um i want to see how the show handles it so I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, I do feel for Saya, but I'm also like, man, you've been reporting to Master Lin. I don't trust you. I don't trust none of y'all really, but, but Willie, but I really, I don't trust you. And I'm scared of what you're going to do to everyone else. Like, uh, Maria could have easily left, but with Chico dead, she has no need for that passport. So we think, I'm like, later on, when people start asking questions, are you going to need, like, where are y'all going to say y'all was when y'all were in Vegas? What, who, what? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because at this point, my memory is a bit hazy with the comic. I, um, I deliberately have not been reading anything past that first volume because I don't, uh, I didn't want it to impact the way I viewed the show. So that's that. My favorite of this episode was probably Billy. I don't know. It's the, the main five. I like them all. They really did a good job. But Willie, Willie is always default favorite. But I think Billy is probably, damn, but Maria, I don't know. It's between Billy and Maria just because they had the, the roughest time these last two episodes. But uh, I'll, I'll say it's the tie between them. And my favorite scene was, of course, Maria getting her revenge and chopping that motherfucker's neck up. That's exactly what I'm what I'm here for. And I'm so happy that they made it her this time. 
So, um, thank you guys for listening in. This has been another episode of A Deadly Class Act. Make sure when you're listening to this episode, live tweet me. Hit me up using that hashtag ADCAPod. That's Carefree Blurred. Let me know that you're out there, that you're listening, and that you're watching the show as well. I normally do a live tweet. I missed this last episode's live tweet. You know, life happens. Sometimes you can't be there all the time. You know, sad to say. But uh, next episode, I should definitely be there if life doesn't happen again. <laughs> uh, so on Twitter, of course, Carefree Blurred is the handle. All of the social media is Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, Mondays is the Welcome to Riverdale. Tuesday is Deadly Class Act. And Wednesdays is a Black Lightning Matters. Now, I believe I'm in the middle of a hiatus on Black Lightning and Riverdale. So for when this comes out, I believe we'll have a week off. So you'll only get Deadly Class and A Light in the Sky, which will be Thursday. Um, what else? Uh, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, and you don't want to do the social media thing or hop in my DMs, then hit me up there. I'd love to talk to you. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. And check me out on the live tweet, uh, and that will be on Wednesdays, 9 Central, Central Time. Uh, and that's that for now. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck away from Vegas, or at the very least, away from Maria, or more specifically, stay away from Chico, because that motherfucker is crazy. Also, if you're in a boy's home, don't burn it down, I guess, until you have a better roommate, or maybe, I don't know, either way, uh, I'll see y'all next time. <laughs>